Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Age of Jeremy. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Age of Jeremy. I am the leader in tax, investment, and business advice. Also, follow our podcast network, The Age of Radioverse, on Instagram at, well, Age of Radioverse. Over 100 podcasts strong and growing. We just added two more podcasts to the Geek Collective Network, which we own. It's called Blake's Buzz and Explain Yourself with Kevin and Will. You can also check me out on TikTok at Age of Jeremy and Twitter at Age of Jeremy Q. If you want to be on this podcast and chat, email me at jeremy.quinta at ageofradioverse.org. That is jeremy.quintania at ageofradioverse.org. We are looking for small business owners and influencers to share their stories, no matter how small, no matter how big. We just love a good story. Also, our 2022 3T Freedom Conference tickets are on sale. If you don't know, I own a company called 3T Warrior Academy or 3T Fitness. It is a wealth-building conference. The Freedom Conference is a wealth-building conference. It's going to star Coach JV. He'll be talking about mindset, Porter Shumway will be talking about insurance and how to grow your wealth with insurance vehicles. Crypto influencer Bearable Bull will be live streamed in and talking about crypto. Um, He still will not be showing his face. It will just be the avatar of him. And Jordan Harry will be speaking about speed learning. We will also have our technical analysis team and crypto research team there hosting some panels. All right, let's get into today's podcast. My name is Jeremy Quintanilla. You are listening to Age of Jeremy. I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm the co-founder of Age of Radio and 3T Fitness, and well, other businesses that I am working on. This podcast is about everything that I learn and the trials and tribulations it took to learn them. I hope you enjoy. The new portion, the news portion of this podcast was recorded on February 6, 2022. Some of the news may have changed by then. Some of this news may have been from the previous week, but I thought it would be relevant to you. So let's talk about this. Bitcoin tops 40,000 for the first time in two weeks. The price dipped Friday after the U.S. jobs report for January, but reversed as traders grew more confident that the downside is limited. This article comes from Coindesk from a person named Bradley 
Charlie Kuhn probably said his last name wrong, so I do apologize. Lila Ledesma and Dominic, Dominic Dantes from Coindesk want to give credit where credit is deserved because I don't write these. They do, and I just find them on the internet. So Bitcoin, also known as BTC, jumped to a two-week high on Friday. That would have been Friday, February 4th, as crypto traders grew more confident that the market has stabilized following a recent slump. And some analysts analysts flagged the possibility of a short squeeze. The Bitcoin price rose 8.9% over the past 24 hours to about 40,219, pushing past the key psychological threshold of 40,000 for the first time since January 22nd. Bitcoin, the largest cryptocurrency, remains well off its all-time high of around 69000 which it reached in December. Um, Kukan said his next target for, for the price level on the upside is about 42000 to 43000 I don't even know who that person is. It never showed up anywhere in the article, or I missed a spot. But anyways, this person said that his next target for the price level on the upside is about 42000 to 43000 That makes sense. He sees market support at 33000 or 28000 in the worst case. Uh, which he says we have not touched. On an intraday basis, Bitcoin has pierced above the top of its week-long price range after holding support above the 35000 to 37000 zone. And again, this is a Coindesk article called Bitcoin Tops 40000 for the first time in two weeks. You can get the link to this article because I recommend you go and read it. You can get the link to this article in the episode description. Moving on, SEC requests comments on concerns about grayscale spot Bitcoin ETF proposal. So as you know, a lot of these investment funds and a lot of these investment companies, they're looking at ways to create exchange-traded fund utilizing cryptocurrencies, and the SEC is giving them a hard time, which to some extent the SEC should be giving them a hard time, but the SEC is outdated as far as its laws and rules and regulations are. We are not keeping up with the new generations because every single generation should have the opportunity to change a lot of those rules and regulations and amendments. But this comes from Coindesk by Michael Belushi. Belushi? Belushi. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission has expressed concerns about how Grayscale will head off share manipulation, fraud, and other possible issues in its proposal to convert its Grayscale Bitcoin Trust into a Bitcoin spot exchange-traded fund, according to a notice on Friday. This would have been February 4th. The regulator also flagged its concerns about the liquidity and transparency of Bitcoin markets, as well as the sustainability of Bitcoin as the underlying asset for the fund. Grayscale is a unit of a company called Digital Currency Group, which is also the parent of Coindesk. The SEC has asked the public to com comment on the, these issues and given them 21 days to do so, with an additional 14 days for responses to those comments. Earlier this week, the SEC requested an investment manager Bitwise to respond to similar concerns about its own spot Bitcoin ETF proposal. Grayscale initially filed an application with the SEC to convert its Grayscale Bitcoin trust into a Bitcoin spot ETF in October. In December, the SEC pushed off its review of Grayscale's application by 45 days. Over the past couple of months, the agency has, has rejected spot Bitcoin ETF applications from Wisdom Tree, Krypton, Skybridge, and Fidelity. And those are some big players, especially Wisdom Tree and Fidelity. It is weighing a number of other applications from investment firms. There are some corrections to this article, so make sure that you read it yourself to get the full breakdown. Again, the link to this article is in the episode episode description, as well as all of the other articles and other um, links that we may talk about in this episode. All right, our final article comes from Market Watch's Steve Goldstein. 
Goldstein. I have a G on the end of that. I think I might have spelt it wrong, but Goldstein, Steve Goldstein, go look him up on Market Watch. Peak everything, growth, inflation, and COVID may soon mean calmer markets ahead, economist says. For better or worse, we're at the summit of everything. Andy Kate, senior economist at Hover Analytics, Analytics, Haver Analytics, in a presentation said it's looking like the world is simultaneously reaching peak COVID, peak growth, and peak inflation. Many of the microeconomic divers of asset prices in recent times are peaking and either already moving into reverse or about to move into reverse, he said. The first part, COVID, is obviously welcome. He pointed to a big drop in global COVID deaths related to cases and the declines in South African cases and UK ventilations. Both countries were among the first to be hit by the Omicron variant of coronavirus. The growth peak is less welcome. Most major economies have regained their pre-COVID GDP level, but expectations for GDP growth are easing outside of China, where growth already has slowed and corporate profit growth is set to slow. A lot of the heavy lifting in the early recovery phase in the pandemic era has already unfolded, and it won't therefore be as easy in the next few months for economic growth to surpass the pace that we've seen in that previous phase, he said. On inflation, he noted that global consumer good prices were finally slowing. There's still excess capacity in China and Europe, and supply chain pressures may have peaked. Fiscal policy is getting tighter, and interest rate forecasts are being lifted. While yields seem out of kilter with global growth and inflation fundamentals, they may come back into balance soon. The gap between these two series has been breached a little in recent weeks, and in my view, it won't take too much more from a slowing world economy, weaker commodity prices, and higher interest rates to completely bridge the gap in the period ahead, he said. So when I said, in my view, I'm actually referring to the person that they're quoting in this article. If inflation shortly peaks too, which would be his view, and then falls quite quickly, volatility too short peak, and calmer waters should reappear, Cates said. Though Thursday, the S&P 500 has dropped 6% from its January highs, while the CBOE volatility index drop has dropped, climbed 47% this year. So the S&P 500 has dropped and volatility has increased. So keep that in mind. And again, make sure to read these full articles so you have a better understanding of the world. The links to these episode, uh, the links to these news articles are in the episode description, and we will be right back with our guests. I have two amazing guests on the show today, the amazing Johnny Crypto and NFT Tones. They have been involved with crypto, heavily involved with crypto for over a year now. They have also dived deep into the metaverse with NFTs and play-to-earn blockchain games. You can check out Johnny Crypto on YouTube. There's a link in the episode description, and you can follow him on Twitter at JohnnyCrypto00. NFT Tones can be found on IG, YouTube, Atomic Hub, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok and OpenSea. You can access his link tree in the episode description. So make sure to subscribe to their amazing content. All right, here's my conversation with Johnny Crypto and NFT Tones. And it's just a little glimpse into the metaverse. Here you go. We're good. All right. So NFT Tones and Johnny Crypto, how are you guys doing? I'm doing fine. How about yourself? I am doing amazing. Thank you so much for being on here without any actual preparation prior to you guys jumping on. I'm really excited about it. Well, thank uh, you for having us. Uh, and that is Johnny Crypto with a K, and I hope everybody's having a good day. Yeah, so well, real quick, even before I ask you to introduce yourselves, how did you come up with Johnny Crypto, and why did you change it to a K? That's actually a great story. So um, when I joined the Academy, 
you know, everybody was creating their own nicknames and, and uh, I was like, ah, what am I going to come up with? And because I started uh, doing a lot of research in crypto, um, I, I got asked to join the crypto team. So I was like, okay. And my name is John. So I thought Johnny crypto made great sense. So it was Johnny crypto with a C. So one day, uh, <laughs> coach, uh, has us on the show and, and we're filming videos together. So he goes, Oh, Hey, I need, a, I need, um, I need a picture of you. Well, I guess before he, he reached out to me to get a picture, he, um, asked his, uh, media guy there, Dustin to go get it. So Dustin went and Googled Johnny Crypto and, and, a, and a name came up and a face came up and they put him up there. And the next thing you know, Coach looks at it and goes to Dustin, that's not Johnny, that's not our Johnny Crypto. There's another Johnny Crypto. I'm like, damn, there's another Johnny Crypto out there already. What a C. So I was like, well, that ain't going to work. And then I thought, well, you know what? C don't work in case on case sounds like it's the same sound as C. So, uh, and that's how I became Johnny Crypto with a K. So when we were on the live the other day, there was a Johnny Ripple. Is that, that's not you though, right? So that's, <laughs> no, but because I so think funny. Figs thought that it was you, right? Uh, <laughs> I think everybody does. Because you were Ripple. on the live the other day, were you? On the Thursday no. live? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think Figs thought it was you. Yeah, that's really, really <laughs> cool. Oh, God, I hope you started asking me questions and hoping I answered because I feel bad if I didn't, whoever Johnny Ripple was. Yeah, you know, that's, what I was, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, so, but anyways, okay, so to kind of to kind of get started or to get a little bit back on track here. Um, so if you guys want to, um, just because people, my audience, they don't really know who you are. If you want to kind of introduce yourself, um, we'll start with Johnny and then kind of go over to NFT tones. Um, and if you can introduce yourself and then how you got into, uh, how, how you guys kind of got into cryptocurrency and when you got into cryptocurrency. Absolutely. Thank you, Jimmy. So my name is Johnny Crypto with a K. And like I say, I hope you're all having a good day. So I got into crypto just over a year ago. I could tell you exactly when it was sometime in November. And it was all thanks to my cousin. My cousin sent me a text message uh, of a TikTok, and I never, ever watch TikTok, right? Yep. So I have no idea why I clicked on it to even open it up, but I opened it up, and there's this <clears throat> jacked up bearded dude in a red t-shirt, and he's talking about the banking system and how it's corrupted, and it's run by the R-Child, and I don't want to say the names, and, uh, and, and there's a couple other elite family names, and, and I was like, wow, finally. And I've known this for a long time, but when you talk to most people, nobody knows how our banking system works. Yeah. So when I heard it, I'm like, holy, you know, they don't know how fake it is, right? We can get into that. That's another show. Another conversation right, for right. another show. But when I heard it, I was like, wow, this guy really gets it. And it connected with me. And I was like, I need to follow this guy. I need to know more. And he talked about in that same little 30 second um, TikTok their rant was about the banking system and how crypto is going to change the world and the quantum financial system. I'm like, I need to know more. So I clicked on it and he's like, oh, if you join the academy, you could see my portfolio. So like, all right, I'm going to do this. I want to join the, I want to join this thing. So uh, this is a long, this is a long story. I'll try to make it short, but it's really funny at the end. So I joined the academy and I'm like, my only intention was to join the academy, see the portfolio for like a month or two, and then I'm out. So I joined the academy. I was like, oh, let me see what's going on. Let me learn. I know nothing about crypto, but I've heard Bitcoin. I knew about it, but that's it. I joined it. I see the portfolio and XRP was one of his big things. It was the biggest one. Yeah. Like, oh, that's what it's all about, XRP. So, you know, I've got burned in the past by jumping on what people say and do. So I didn't jump in this time, which I usually do. 
I uh, instead I said, I'm going to monitor XRP for a few weeks and just see what it does. See what this guy knows what he's talking about. And uh, I'm watching, I'm watching XRP. He's like, starts at 65 cents, goes up to 70, down to 50 and check again, 70, 60. And then I see 44, 32. Next day, it's 21. I'm like, whoa. I'm like, holy crap. I would have lost my shirt. Thank God I didn't listen to this guy. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. So now I'm curious, <laughs> like, what's he going to say to all his people? So like, and I've never told anybody this story, though. I think I, I did tell Coach, but I haven't told anybody else this story. <laughs> okay. So I was like, I was like, oh, man, how's Coach going to get out of this one? So I go to his YouTube channel. I go to the, the, the Mighty Networks to go see what he's going to say. And he's got an emergency message there, right? Because everybody's pinging him. Everybody's like, oh, what the hell's going on? And he goes in and he talks to everybody. And he's like, guys, I know you're all panicking. My phone's blowing up. He's like, here's what I'm doing. I'm like, okay, here it goes. How's he going to get out of this? And he goes, I'm buying more. And I'm like, I'm like, holy shit. And, and it <laughs> dawned on me that the way... One of the elite families in England bought the Bank of England in one day was they literally they knew that Napoleon had lost the war. Yep. But they told the whole country of England because they had the information one day earlier that he won the war. So yep. what happened? Everybody in London panicked. Everybody sold their banks. So the whole stock market plummeted. And these these this this, this this family out there came and bought everything for pennies on the dollar, bought everything for cheap, cheap, cheap. And then once so everybody sold it, they bought it all up because of the fear. And then the next day, the real news came in and they drove a price back up. And now they bought the whole country in one day. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, that's exactly what's happening here with XRP. The elites are playing a game with everybody, right? Pull out their big boys, have the SEC pull a fake lawsuit, crash the whole thing, and they buy it up for cheap, right? And then he showed a chart showing how all the big money was going in and buying this up. And like, this guy knows exactly. And I, that's when it changed for me. I was like, you know what? Not only am I staying in the academy, this guy knows his shit. And I was a believer from that point on. Nice. And that's how I got into it. And God bless uh, Coach JB in the 3T Academy because <laughs> it has changed my life. Yeah. I love you, Coach. If you're listening, I love you, man. <laughs> Absolutely. So then, so then um, NFT Tones, how did, you, how did you get into it then? So I got into it around the time Johnny Crypto got into it, except about three months later, I ended up finding out about NFTs. Right. And... So in about February, I joined, I got onto the Wax Network and that's where I started my NFT journey. And ever since I've just been in crypto and NFTs, but I've loved NFTs so much more. I feel like people don't understand the true value behind them and that they will bring a great, a, a lot of things in the future. Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree with you 100, 100%. And so NFTs have blown up over the last, I don't know, year, I guess, <laughs> um, as you were just saying, NFT tones from when you kind of got into it. And so so NFT stands for non-fungible token. So can you guys, and we'll start with NFT tones and then go back to Johnny Crypto. How do you, would you guys define what a non-fungible token is? Basically, it's something on the blockchain that is one of a kind and it can't be replaced. So think like a trading card and think of it like always in mint condition, 10 out of 10, one of one that can't be destroyed or merged or in any kind of way. So like it's yours, it's one of a kind and it always has a number to represent the ID and the owner. Okay. And would you add anything to that, Johnny? 
Yeah. So the one thing I learned, which makes them special is that the way to think about this is there's now a unique ownership to it, almost like you own the rights to that piece. So if it appreciates in value, there's no argument of who owns it. It's yours. And what's really cool, if you're an artist or a creator of recording in progress, sorry, ignore that. What's really cool if you're the owner or the creator of this content now in the past to, to collect on your royalties, you had to go through a third party, whether it was through a, a record company or something. Now, when you create this thing, it's yours. You own it and you're tied to the royalty stream forever. So when you sell it to somebody else, if that person then sells it to the next person, you get to keep a small piece of royalty every time it's sold. So you don't have to worry about somebody tracking the royalties and making sure you're getting um, paid on the rights of something you created. So that's really, really cool about them is the from the buyer's perspective, you get to physically own you know, or I should say digitally own it. But from the creator's perspective, you get to make a revenue stream forever, lifetime. So right. And really, you think really that's cool. why people like Gary Vaynerchuk are really adamant about it on it because of the like the power that it puts in the creator's hands? that's a hundred percent right. Think about it now before having to go through a third party and you're splitting the revenues with them and you're at their mercy, whether they want to even get it out there. Now it's all yours. It's totally the, the, the power is now in the hands of the people. And that's, what's really, really exciting about them is uh, you get to control the destiny of that and you get the profit off of it as well. So both of you, both of you have NFT portfolios currently, correct? And then yes. also, I know in the academy, John, Coach JV, goes over his portfolio every Thursday on the stuff that he's added to his NFT portfolio. But in your guys' portfolio, there's like, I think I think one of the confusing, confusing points about NFTs, and maybe you guys can clear it up, is NFT is not just art, right? It can be other types of things that aren't just like digital art pieces. Is that is that accurate? Yes, yes. It could be gaming pieces. There could be many different forms of NFTs besides art. Um, I know a lot of people are thinking that this could revolutionize, NFTs could revolutionize gaming because it allows people to play and earn for their time. And then if they stop playing a game, they can actually sell the NFTs that they earn or the skins and get earn money for that the time that they spent in the game. So I think this could be changing, like not life-changing, but it could change a lot of things in the future with how video games and how the current industry is done. Yeah, yeah and if I can build on that, um, in addition to being gaming NFTs, as, as NFTs Tones talked about, um, where you get to actually own the rights of that piece and use it in the game and then sell it if you want afterwards. There's a whole nother world. There's an art piece of it. There's a music piece of it. There's um, revenue sharing, uh, you know, owning it, which gets you like, for example, gambling apes, right? You get to own a piece of a casino and get the benefit off of that. And then there's a whole nother world that's developing around NFTs that hasn't, it's kind of, we're so early in this space, Jeremy, that um, we don't know how this is going to play out, but we know that there's going to be a tokenization of real properties. So taking your real estate and being able to NFTize it, right? So now let's say you got a building, you know, you're an apartment and you want to uh, break it up into little things like shares of a company and say, okay, this building, in my opinion, is worth, you know, 500 grand. And I could break this into a hundred pieces and sell each one of those pieces for, you know, maybe, maybe a thousand dollars or $2,000 NFT. And now, and somebody gets the revenue share of that. So that's where we believe the NFT market is really going to 
find some serious utility real, where, where we transfer the the real world into the digital world. It's all going to get tokenized into the, through these NFTs. Yeah, and so so do you guys have so real quick back to when you were saying like so when people sell it, some of the money can go back to the creator. Does that piece work the same if that NFT is like a game token or a game piece? So like if you if you're the person that designs that and is built into the smart contract where someone gets a fee of it or gets a portion of that or the creator gets a portion of that money, right? When you transfer it, that works for any NFT. It doesn't necessarily just have to be like an art piece. In the case of like the contracts for the properties, it would work the same no matter what across the board. That's correct. That's all you said the keywords, smart contract. And that's what's changing the world. That's what Ethereum is and the blockchain is all about, is being able to create these contracts that then allow you to program them to, if you want, charge a royalty every time it's sold and program what that royalty is. Is it 5%? Is it 2%? 7%? And do you only get the whole thing or does a partner of yours get it? There's so many things you can do in how you structure that digital contract that then lives forever on the blockchain and then you know, 20 years, 50 years, 80 years from no one needs to go find a piece of paper or what contract said in a drawer somewhere. It's it's programmed forever. And that right. will just continue to live on permanently. Yeah. And so something that NFT Tone said about like the play to earn space, I know that that has something to do with kind of like this metaverse concept and that's getting, becoming big. So, so I guess my question to NFT Tones is how does non-fungible tokens fit into that metaverse space? And what, does, what do you mean when you talk about play to earn games and how does that all fit together? Okay, so play to earn games are basically something kind of like where you can play with your NFT and earn some kind of income. And so we kind of saw it with Axie Infinity for a while where people were in the Philippines were making an actual income off of Axie through scholarships. Um, I think that through metaverse growth, more people are going to find ways of incorporating NFTs into the metaverse besides like lands and owning lands. And like you can, for certain games, you can own lands and get paid residual income through people that are using the land. For example, on Alien Worlds, I own a land and every time somebody mines on it, I get a small amount. And then every day I also get a commission amount. So I make about 20 to $30 every day off of that. And so it's, it, it seems small, but it adds up. And like, if you can find a lot of these investments at uh, smaller starting prices, then it could be a really good investment for long term, especially as these metaverses and uh, games and different things grow. For example, Pegoxy, the horse, these are, it's a play to earn horse racing game, and you can race, breed, and rent your horses. And originally, the horses started at about $1,000 on the secondary market. Then they dropped down to about three to $400 because the coin dropped. And now they're all the way back up to 3K for a horse with no breeds. And you're looking with that horse, depending on the win rate, you can make about 125 to 100 bucks, maybe 80 bucks a day. So like, it's kind of crazy what like these NFTs could generate. So and there, I was talking to somebody today who actually owned a hundred horses and he Jesus. says, yeah, he says he rents them out for PGX and makes about $34,000 a day. Oh my gosh. 
So how'd you meet that guy on the actual game <laughs> itself? I, I met him on Discord. Yeah. And I was able to get some tips from him. He was actually a really nice, helpful guy. And uh, I, I definitely was able to get some tips from him. So that's I'm that's really, really cool. So how did yeah. what Johnny, did you want to add anything to that before I ask a, a follow-up question? To NFT I just Jones? wanted to tie that in as to how that all comes together for the folks listening at home. Well, and so can you also, too, in your explanation to Johnny for this, before I go back to NFT Tones, can you kind of explain like what the difference between like virtual reality metaverse is and just the regular concept of metaverse? Because I feel like when people say metaverse, especially now with Facebook changing it to meta and their focus on the Oculus, a lot of people think that it just specifically has to do with virtual reality. And that's not 100% of the case, right? Yeah, so you, yeah, you brought up. So there really is right now, people are throwing around the word metaverse because this is a hot, hot topic, hot tomato or hot potato, right? So it's used everywhere because it just gets uh, news. So, but the reality is, is nobody really knows the true definition of what the metaverse is yet. But the ideal state or what people tend to think about is something similar to if you saw the movie Ready Player One where you're going to put a headset on and you're going to immerse yourself into this 3D virtual reality world. And you're going to be living in there and with an avatar, right? Be whatever you want that to be. You'll be a superhero. You could be whatever you want to be and dress however you want to dress and do things in that world and earn in that world and play in that world and fly planes or dragons and all these other things you can do. And then, but there's a stepping stage that's going to take us to there, right? We're not there yet. We're probably five, a good five to 10 years away before we're really, truly where technology and chipsets and everything is really there where it can carry the bandwidth of all that, of all, <laughs> imagine almost half the world wearing a headset on. That's a shit ton of bandwidth you have to be able to carry to be able to make that world work. And the technology in the, is in the process of being developed to do that. So until we get there, we're in this other world, uh, kind of halfway, you know, stepping ground purgatory, if you will, space uh, of the metaverse, which is just all about um, uh, a web browser based type virtual world where you can kind of get a sense for what it's like, but it's done more through a web browser. So, and what, what's um, an example of one? I know you just did one recently on uh, the 3T Warrior Academy YouTube where you flew on a dragon, right? Yeah. Boy, man, it was easy to fly, but it was a pain in the ass to get on his back. But uh, that was in Decentraland. Decentraland is a very good uh, example of a web-based metaverse, which eventually is going to become a virtual reality world metaverse, but it's not there yet. So you can go in there and I encourage folks, if you're excited about the metaverse or want to get a feel for what it's even like, it's free. Go create a, a go to decentraland.com and you can create a, uh, an avatar and get in there and you can kind of walk around and play and, and kind of see what it's like to, to what the future, see what the future is going to be like in that aspect of the game. Then there's another whole world, like uh, another metaverse called Blacktopia, which is going to be strictly developed on VR technology only. So the only way to really be part of that metaverse is to put the headset on and go right deep dive into it and get a feel for what that world is like. So that's really the difference right now um, based on the stages of technology and where we are today. Nice, nice. Then the follow-up question that I was going to ask for NFT Tones was what was the first play-to-earn game that you specifically did where you had to play the game to actually earn some type of reward? So do you mean by like, like, so a lot of these games right now are kind of like where you click 
kind of send your troop or whatnot on a mission and then like they come back in an hour or you can mine so often on a land. So do you mean something like that or something more like active, like active game? What? So do both. Why not do both of them? (laughs) Have you done both? So the closest thing to active gameplay, I would say is that in arena, which is really, really, what is it called? That in arena. Okay. And basically if you heard of, Brawl Stars, which is another game popular. It was made by the people who made Clash of Clans. And um, basically, they took the formula and NFTized the game. And so with the NFT heroes, you can go in and play and earn uh, money. And now you can rent out the heroes. And now I think they've even added something where you can actually watch gameplay and bet on which side is going to win and you can actually earn money through that way so there's that which has its uh hands-on and then the first game i ever gotten into was alien worlds and that was just a basic this was back in february when i started this was just a basic uh mining game where you click on the land and mine every 10 20 minutes or hour whatever you're uh, tools added up to, yeah, and you just converted it into wax, and that's how I was buying some of my packs and stuff that dropped. That's really really cool. And you built up a pretty big portfolio of NFTs, right? Yeah. So on wax, I believe I have like seventy thousand NFTs. <laughs> and just so people can get an idea of what this can mean, I don't not the value of your portfolio, but you essentially kind of play games for a living in a in this crypto reward space concept, right? Yeah. So right now with my horses, I basically make about four to 500, maybe $600 a day, just racing the horses. Yeah. And that's just one thing that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I know. And that's, that's crazy because I think that like, so I'm 38 and my parents hate, well, my mom was very supportive of it. My stepdad hated when I would just play video games nonstop. Right. And so like to think that, so to think that the different levels of how gaming's come, like now, then you had like esports, and now you have where you could play money to earn. And then you had like, now then it kind of has the YouTube piece where you can like create a YouTube channel and get advertising money. But now you can literally physically play the actual game and get money for playing the actual game. And even if you don't have enough money, like a lot of these games are like, even if you don't have enough money to buy some of the assets, what's right. great now is like, you can rent them out. So like you, people can rent out these horses and still get 10, five to 10, maybe 20%. So they're still earning something, even if they can't uh, buy a complete asset or whatnot. So they can work up to it or whatever they want to do. Yeah. No, that's really, really cool. And so you've been doing that full, like, full-time essentially for how long i've been doing this for about since i started to be honest. just really I, like it you found the nfts and just kind of got into it and jumped in jumped right in and i just loved it i love the concept of being able to earn while gaming because like for me i always game while i was younger so being able to actually have that time turn into money and have it not be wasted is actually really like i find it unique because like this was never a thing before. So I really think the gaming will evolve into 
uh, play to earn gaming space. And I also saw Reddit, the Reddit co-founder believes that 90% of play to earn game, well, gaming will be 90% play to earn in five years. Yeah. No, I think, I think it's going to get to that point too. Um, So do you, how do you find, how did you, when you jumped into this, how did you guys, and we can start with NFT tones and then go over to Johnny Crypto. How did you start finding projects? Like what do you do to find projects and what are some resources that you utilize to find projects if someone wants to get into this? So originally, since I started on Wax, I kind of just was looking just kind of on, uh, it was Wax. Atomic Hub. Yeah, it was a tonic hub, but it, there's a bunch of other resources that you can use, such as, um, well, actually, they put them right on Atomic Hub now. Atomic Hub has been greatly updated. And so if you go right on Atomic Hub, not only do you see all the popular games out now, you can also see top selling and all the news. So they ended up putting the news website right on the Atomic Hub, and it's called NFT Insider, and that'll show you all the wax drops. Now, since I expanded onto ETH and Matic and Avalanche, I now use playtoearn.online and playtoearn.net. And playtoearn.online is basically for all my news. That's where I find out basically all my news. And then playtoearn.net is basically where you go to find the popular games that are rising. So, so you said, what I so, mean so, by this, it was Atomic Hub. I'm just taking notes so I can put them in the podcast uh, episode description. So Atomic yeah. Hub and playtoearn.net. And then playtoearn.online. Antonio, send it Got to it. him in the chat. Okay. Yeah, so then that way, anybody who's listening to this, they can just go into the po- episode description. And then they can do it. And then I'll have you send them to me in the chat because when your when Johnny Crypto asked me to do that the other day and I said no, I misspelled something and it caused a big effing <laughs> shit show. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I knew I should have sent it over to you. I should have sent it anyway. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Thank thank you, NFT Tones. No problem. Okay, so Atomic Cub and Play to Earn Online and Play to Earn.net. Yes. Okay. So those are like the main places that you go to find projects. And that, those yeah. are for specifically for play to earn projects, right? Uh, so play to earn.net, play to earn.online just gives you all NFT information, backs, anything. So play to earn.online is like a ranking for all the games. So it gives you what's doing great and fantastic and versus what's doing worse. But just because a game's not doing good, it doesn't mean that it's not valued high. Sometimes you have to go see why the game is rated low because like it could be a new game and you don't want to sleep on something that's a new game because it could end up being very popular in the long run. Right, right. No, absolutely. So uh, Johnny Crypto, what do you do to find uh, different projects just in general, whether they're play to earn or not? Yeah, so I'm, I'm less <laughs> of a play to earn guy right now. Although I'm pissed that I'm not a kid anymore because I would have loved to have just played games you for just a living. Need, you just need to quit your day job and play games. If you that's just- <laughs> that's the game plan. That's the game plan. I'm hoping NFT Tones will will direct me into. Uh, it sounds like I'm gonna have to get buy a couple of racehorses there, but right. um, <laughs> but 
what I typically tend to do is I'm more of a uh, utility crypto investor. So what I'm doing more of, I have a like like in a, NFT tones. I think says he has over a hundred NFTs. I've got maybe about ten. Um, what I'm doing more of is looking for two things. I'm looking for passive income, right? Because I want to I want to I want to generate passive income off this new future market that's coming. Right. Um, to to quit my day job. And I want to be able to also own utility coins that are going to make up the future, uh, what we call Web 3.0. So where we are today is Web 2.0. What we're moving to is the new, t- and nobody really cares about this because a lot of this stuff is behind the scenes stuff. Like when you write an email and you hit send, you don't care how it gets there, right? You hit the send button, it gets there. But what happens behind the scenes a bunch of shit has to happen. And when that stuff's happening, it costs money, right? Web 3.0 is just another way to make all that stuff happening behind the scenes much simpler, much more efficient, and much more lower costing. Really, really that's really what we're talking about is how, how the things run you know, behind the scenes. So I want to make sure that as this world is coming, I want to be able to own those types of utility uh, crypto. They're called cryptocurrencies, but they're really not. They're, they're web-based technologies, blockchain technologies that through uh, a decentralized process, there's a currency that kind of gives incentive to keep it running, but it's all about how this thing works efficiently on a, on a ledger or a blockchain. So I'm, I'm searching for those types of uh, technologies like XRP, which solves a, a cross-border payment problem, or you know, like a Cardano, which is a smart contract based blockchain that solves the problem that ethereum doesn't if anybody who's out there and has used ethereum or you're buying and selling stuff on ethereum you've probably heard of something called the gas fee yeah and that gas fee <laughs> is a painful thing i mean i've sometimes spent more money on the gas fee than the actual I know, damn NFT. the first time the first time that i tried to do any type of swap First time I tried to do a swap was on an Ethereum network and like the gas fee to do the swap was more than what I was swapping. And I'm like, what the <laughs> crap is You're this? Like, what is it? Yeah. Right? Like, what is going on? Yeah. So as a savvy investor and somebody who's early into the space, you want to look for and see where's the future going and then what technologies are the right ones to invest that are going to lead that, that race. And, and that's going to ultimately lead to something that's highly efficient and low cost. Because that's just where the world always goes to. You know, every day, all we try to do in our jobs is how do you solve for lower cost solutions that provide convenience to consumers, right. right? So that's what we're trying to solve for. And so things like Cardano solves that gas fee problem. Because guess what? Cardano's gas fee is very, very, very tiny, almost you know, almost slim to none. I mean, we're talking about uh, a $200 gas fee in Ethereum would be you know, in Cardano, you may pay 10 cents. Yeah. I was just going to say that because the VVS finance swap or DeFi where I've been messing around with the Kronos network. I think the crow, the crow gas gas fee is like, I don't know the same situation. It'd probably be like at this point, because it's not the same type of currency or network. It's like two cents or something like that or two crow or something like that. It's whatever. It's super small. Yeah. Which is pennies on the dollar. So, so that's what I do. I search for coins or technology, cryptocurrencies that have a, a utility and solve a real world need. And that's the kind of things. And I search for those. Um, you know, co- coin market cap is a great place to go yeah. search for coins coin because market caps they actually places. categorize them. You can search by metaverse. You can search by DeFi. You can search by the different categories. And then within them, 
all the different coins come up and you can click on them and they actually have a description that one of the few sites I found, coinmarketcap.com, that has a description of what each one of these things does. And so I read the description. I start to try to see what the solves are. And if uh, I try to stay away from shit coins um, because I like Shiba and Doge. Do you have, you know, do you have any current shit coins? I do. <laughs> what, what, what's your favorite shit coin that you have for fun? If you if you're um, willing to, you, right uh, now my favorite one is uh, Shirio. So what I like is it. that? <laughs> <laughs> so Shirio is a shit a shit coin, but it may be not because it has a game behind it that they're coming oh, out okay. with. A card game, you know, where you kind of battle uh, a chess card game where you battle against like Magic the Gathering, but like Magic. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my, my, the other shit coins like Sheeb and, you know, Doge, those all pumped already. And I got out of those, but, and I, and I lost my shirt on some of the other ones. So I I don't play shit coins on, but this particular one I really like as my favorite because of the fact that there's a game behind it and some potential utility. So, so NFT tones, do you hold any coins also, or do you just mainly move your coins into NFTs and so forth? So I do hold some coins like Gala, Engine, Mana. I own like a lot of XRP, XLM. I own a good majority of the coins and then I have NFTs as well. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone wants to get into, into any of the cryptocurrency space, where is the best place that you think that they start or should start? I would direct them directly to Wax because Wax has been growing and it's, uh, I would put it in the top five like crypto coins for NFTs upcoming because like it has major upside. I believe with all the NFTs and everything coming to it, it has tons of collectibles such as Godzilla, Funko, Hot Wheels, and these collectibles even come with I like IRL redeemable. So, so the Hot Wheels can- that the Hot Wheels that Coach JV bought were those on Wax. Yes, those were yeah. on wax. Because I own wax only because of you. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. Keep, like I always say, whatever the young kids are buying, that's what I'm gonna go. I, and I buy. love wax. I really do. Because yeah. wax is well, and, and after I researched it, I'm a really big fan of wax in general. But like the only reason way I heard of it was because of you. Yeah. So and great thing about wax is there's no gas fee. So yep. I, I personally, I love wax and like, since there's no gas fee, it helps a ton. The only thing you have to do is stake some wax into your CPU and that, and that's yeah. it. So what's your favorite? So f- for Johnny crypto, what is your favorite project or what, what is a project that people should research if they want to get into cryptocurrency? Yeah, that's a great question. There's so many of my favorite, but the one that I'm really, really hot on right now that people should go research and get into is quant. So the symbols Q and T. Okay. And the, the reason why I like quant is quant is going to do for cryptocurrency what TCP IP did for the internet. So most people say like, what the hell are you talking about? I was going to so say, what sim- the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. So let me simplify. <laughs> so um, TCP IP is nothing more than just a translator. It basically says, so when, 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 when you have a certain uh, Apple computer, and let's say I've got a um, a PC or a Commodore 64, di- different brands, right? Uh, and phones, Samsung, and iPhone, all these different things. All Each developer is designing code their own way, right? So if I'm designing a computer and I'm writing it to do one thing and you're designing your computer to do a different thing, the chances of my computer knowing what your computer is trying to say and talk to each other are slim to none. 
unless there's a translator between them, right? That basically translates the language that we're both talking into the same common language. It's so different than you go to a different country, right? If you don't understand the language, you need some translator to translate, you know, from English to whatever, the Chinese or Japanese or Italian, been in the country. So quant is going to do that. So we talked earlier about blockchain. I think I mentioned the word blockchain. Well, there's like a ton of them. There, you know, there's all these different blockchains. So you got Cardano, you've got Ethereum, you've got XRP, you've got, um, God, there's so many, there's 10,000, right? None of them are going to talk to each other. Right now, they don't talk to each other. And what they're trying to solve for is what's called interoperability. They basically want to be able to talk to each other. Well, how right. do you solve that? You need to create a standard which says, okay, when I'm going to, for example, going back to my email thing, when I'm going to write an email, I've got to structure it. The computer needs to know that it takes this email, formats it into a certain structure that everybody's going to use. And that structure is then um, the common language that every different programmer uses so that we can all talk to each other. Quant is trying to do that for the blockchain so that someday Cardano will be able to talk to Avalanche, Avalanche and Matic will talk to uh, stellar and all these things will work together, right? And that's what Quant is doing. And they just hit a major milestone a couple of days ago in terms of creating their overledger, which is going to help all these things talk together. So I love Quant for that reason because w- without them, nothing works. It's just going to be all these separate uh, blockchains living in separate silos trying to create their own. A world and it's not going to work. It, it, when this is going to take off is when they all come together. And Quant, I think, is going to is so when be they the all can talk to each other. What's the benefit of that? Boom! Now the metaverse lives. Now the it. benefit is the metaverse is now a whole ecosystem comes together. Now your computer can talk to my computer. So for the consumer, it's no longer you and me battling each other to try and win their win their place. It's all of us growing together because we can all create more products that are all going to work together. And it doesn't matter what blockchain we do or not. Right. So that is, that is when the real true explosion and maturity of this market is going to happen. And for the metaverse alone, they're projecting it to be a $1 trillion, $1 trillion market cap. That's huge. But none of that's going to really be enabled until the companies like Quant solve for that and create a standard so everybody can work together. Right. So this is going to be my last question. And I'm going to start with you, Johnny Crypto. If someone is brand new to the space, right? And we'll, I'm going to continue to have you guys on the podcast just so we can learn more as you guys are learning more and we can get deep dive into the video games because I love video games and owning businesses. And one day we'll talk about the businesses that we own together. Um, that I, so um, that being said, um, I love games. So I would love to have NFT tones back on just to specifically talk only about games um, and to do some other things involving games as well. But uh, that being said, if someone is listening to the podcast, because we've only recently started talking about cryptocurrencies on this specific podcast over the last maybe three or four months, three months, maybe. Um, if someone wanted to get into crypto, like go and buy crypto, what exchange do you recommend that they use that's, that's your favorite exchange for someone who's brand new to go and start purchasing their own cryptocurrencies? That's a wonderful question um, and a very important one because there are so many exchanges out there. Um, so uh, I'll say two things about that. One, my favorite, I, I personally have a couple because what you're going to find right now because we're so new in the space 
is that there's no one exchange that that you can buy all the coins on that you want to have. Um, so what I found is when I started, I started with Kraken. And the reason why I chose Kraken, and I love Kraken, is because its security was so high. It was touted as the number one. They'd never been hacked. And hacking has been a problem for this industry right now. So I feel safe with my investments being on Kraken. The problem with Kraken is they don't have a wide selection of coins. Maybe they got 60 or 70 versus like a Binance or Coinbase. And real quick, just so people kind of understand that 60 and 70 is not a lot. How many coins are in existence? Yeah, so there's over (laughs) 20,000 coins right now today. The majority of them are shit coins. But there's a good thousand or maybe maybe even less, maybe about two to 300 that are really solid that you want to you know, that most people want to get. And you can find those on um, BitTrue is what I use. So I like BitTrue because not only can I find the majority of the coins I want there, but then they have this wonderful thing called Power Piggy. Power Piggy is where I can, um, I don't want to use the word stake because it's not the right word, but I'll say that for now. Just so, so meaning I can take those coins and the way you go into a bank and you put your money into a CD, I can take my coins and put them into equivalent of a CD right on their website. And I can earn instantly interest rates of up to like six, seven, you know, anywhere from two percent to eight yeah. percent. Good luck finding that in a bank. Yeah, you, you won't find that, that in a no bank, bank at any unless you Hell maybe, no. maybe at some banks, if you have millions of dollars with them, they yeah. may give you but something like that. But here's the best part I didn't tell you. In a CD, when I go and put my money in a bank in a CD, if, if I'm lucky, I might get one and a half percent. I have to lock it up for two freaking yep. years. Yeah. I can't touch it. I can on on BitTrue and all these other exchanges like Nexo, which is more of a, a DeFi. I can put my money there and I could take it out. I can earn eight percent right now as we're speaking. In fact, I am on Nexo. I'm earning anywhere from four and a half to eight percent, and I could take it out tomorrow if I want, and I can sell it right now. If it pumped today, I could sell it as we speak. Right. I literally unstake it and boom, I sell it. It's beautiful. I'm not locked into nothing, and that's why DeFi is going to change the world. So yeah, I'd recommend Kraken, BitTrue. Um, and, but if you find a coin that you want, it's not there. The best thing is go to coinmarketcap.com, find the coin you want, scroll to the bottom of the page, and it's going to say, see all markets. And it's going to show you all the exchanges that list that coin. Okay. Perfect. No, that's great advice. All right. NFT tones. We'll close out with you. What's your favorite place to go and what's your favorite exchange for a beginner? So my favorite two is crypto.com and KuCoin, but I'll start with crypto.com because I feel like this is definitely the easier of the two. And uh, this, you could just put your debit card or yeah, your debit card in and purchase whatever crypto you want. And crypto.com has about, I want to say about a hundred coins, but not, but not all of them are purchasable in the U S. So you got to see uh, what coins are available in your region and whatnot. And make your purchase among that but then on kucoin you have a huge huge selection of coins and i love kucoin because so many coins go there and you can find a lot of the upcoming game tokens um go to kucoin before any other exchange so kucoin is a very very popular exchange that i recommend but it it definitely isn't too beginner friendly because it has the actual account and then the trading account. So you have to remember to trade your or transfer your funds over to your trading account to actually trade the coin. Got it. And then to withdraw the coins, you have to send it back to your main account to withdraw them off of KuCoin. So you got to remember to do that. And it's a little bit of a process, but once you get it down, it's easy. 
Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And to that point, too, uh, to KuCoin, that when Jackie was on a podcast a couple of weeks ago, and I know that that's one of her favorite platforms of all time is KuCoin. And she's like a big KuCoin. She talks about it all of the time. So, and then obviously Coach JV loves Crypto.com. I actually, so my, probably my favorite is, is Crypto.com just because of the user friendliness. And that's what I recommend to people because it's really, really easy. Um, but I love Kraken. I, I probably would say Kraken's probably my second favorite. Kraken and then probably BitTrue. Johnny Crypto got me onto BitTrue because I needed to pl- find a place to buy XRP. And then after I found that, I was like, oh, this is really, really cool. Um, so there, uh, but yeah. And the piggy, the pa- what was it called? Power piggy or something like that? What did you say? Power it was piggy, called? baby. Power, Power piggy. Power piggy is really, really cool. So, all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. And we will definitely trying to get regular these going every week. And then probably as we get better, I'll probably do a couple of th- couple of them a week so we'll definitely get you guys back on and i know johnny crypto and nft tones you can jump on too if you want next friday if you're available but we're going to talk mainly for the crypto research team but i don't have a problem having you there um so um just to if any i don't know if any nft play to earn stuff comes up but you're more than welcome always so all right guys thank you so much and i appreciate your time you guys have a good day well this was awesome jeremy thank you for the uh, thank you for the time. Really appreciate it. This was fun. Can't wait to do it again. Yeah. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, bye, Jeremy. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please make sure to support our guests and follow them using their links in the episode description. Also, our 2022 3T Freedom Conference tickets are on sale now. It is a wealth-building conference. Coach JV will be talking about mindset. Porter Shumway will be talking about insurance and how to grow your wealth and insurance vehicles. Crypto Influencer Bearable Bull will be live-streamed in and talking about crypto. Jordan Harry will be speaking about speed learning as well. We will also have our technical analysis team and crypto research team there hosting panels. As always, be grateful, thankful, and kind. I will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Age of Jeremy. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcatcher. If you can do me a favor, please rate this podcast if your podcatcher allows you to. Talk to you soon.